You're listening to the Eastside Church Podcast, and we appreciate you joining us. Let's listen in to a message from Pastor Alex Barefoot. I loved Brandon's message last week. Incredible message. If you hadn't heard it, you need to go online and listen to it. It was amazing. And, and, the, and the premise is, is that we, sometimes we blame God and don't, and, and, and don't see the fact that God's actually doing something in us through hard times. And uh, 2020 certainly was not an easy year. There was trouble in 2020. Would you, would you agree? Can you, can you say that there was trouble in 2020? But God was there. He, he was there. He was, he was moving in our midst. I think I have a pretty strong word for 2021 for, for me. So, so know that I'm not just, I'm not, I'm not just, I'm delivering this in a way that says, hey, this is what I think God is saying and doing. How many are interested in what God's saying and doing? Yeah. I, I, if you really want to get just the message, you might want to go watch it online later. I'm going to give you a lot different stuff than this online right? um, because I'm just going to talk to you. Uh, uh, I'm reminded as I, as I approach the new year, God has really taken me back to, uh, you know, the beginning when I, when I first got baptized in the Holy Spirit and, and, the, and the understanding, the clarity of the understanding of my need for forgiveness. It, it was incredibly clear. I, I can't describe to you, and I wish, I, I wish you could feel what I felt when I understood my great, deep need for forgiveness and his great love for me that was able to cover every bit of it. It, 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 it came at the same time, and it was just like it just it manifested. I mean, it almost like it was a gift. It, it just went boom. And, you, you know, you, you, it's amazing how you're, you know, you're wrestling with guilt and shame, and at the same time, the love of God is so great that it just washes it away. It, do, it doesn't, it, it can't take root. The shame can't take root because the love of God covers it up so well. It's like, oh my gosh, look at me. I'm a man, I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. Among the people of unclean lips, I'm unclean. And God says, the very place that you need purification, I'm going to touch from the altar. And he heals you. He begins the healing process. And we're reminded in Revelation where God says, return to your first love. You know, return to that place that you first loved me. You remember, Alex? Do you remember the, the great need you had for forgiveness and, the, and the, the, how I revealed to you who you really were without me? And then who I was in my holiness and how you missed the mark, but at the same time, there was so great a love 
And the mercy of God and the mercy of the creator of all things was poured out in a moment, in a flash, and you understood that there was no charge against you. Remember that? 2021, return to that. Return to that place of understanding how desperately you need me. You haven't grown out of your need for me. You haven't matured out of your need for me. <laughs> you hadn't got this thing. <laughs> you ain't got it. You ain't got it. And if you've taken control of it, if you haven't been satisfied with his way of doing in your life and you've grabbed it, he's saying, give it back. Return to me. I'm reminded that 2021 is in the hands of God. We've got the year laid out in front of us. It's fresh. We, 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 we don't know. We, we're, we're blind. We, we, if we've ever learned anything about 2020 is we have no idea what's coming. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know what's coming. And we have to depend on God. And what God is saying is return. And he's talking to the church. He's I loved it, Ashley. This is, this is you he's talking to. He's talking to you. Return. Because there are things in all of us that have left the way of God. There are mindsets in all of us that have left the way of God. There are wounds in all of us that have packed down the soil of our heart and made it hard. And God says, till up the hard ground so that I can begin to plant kingdom in there. You, you've been, you, you've, you, life and your response to life has hardened your heart. Return to me. Return to me. And none of this is in the notes. <laughs> By the way, I hadn't started yet, just to let you know. All right, Old Testament, Deuteronomy. I lay before you blessing and curses. And I'm probably going to talk about this a little bit more uh, next year. I mean, next week. But blessing and curses. I lay before you blessing and curses. There's a false gospel out there that, that the, the curses have disappeared. How many believe that the curses disappeared? <laughs> you don't have to raise your hand. I mean, can you see the curse? Is it still here? It's still here. So what, what Jesus do? He didn't take away the curse yet. The curse is coming. There's going to be a time. He was either JP or Brandon that preached this. There's going to be a time when, when the fullness of God 
it's going to take away the curse forever. And all hell will be gone. And, but right now, there's still blessing and curse. And what does he say? He says in Deuteronomy, and he says it in John, and he says it in 1 John, and he says it everywhere. He says, there, I lay before you blessing and curses. How do you receive the blessing? You receive the blessing by obedience to the commandments. Do what I've commanded. 1 John. This is how you'll know that you are mine, that you obey my commandments. He's not talking about New Testament. He's talking about Old Testament. You see, there's a gospel out there that says, that says you don't have to worry about the curse if you're a believer. But that's just not true. In other words, the reason, the reason it says that is it's because... It's because it's trying to get you off guard. It's trying to get you where you're not prepared. The curse is you choosing not to obey God. And if you believe that the curse cannot affect you, then you believe that you can do anything you want to do, and you're going to receive the blessing of the kingdom. You can live like hell, and the curse can't affect you. You cannot live like hell and expect the blessing. You can't. And he said, I lay before you blessing and curses. And Deuteronomy, he says it all through the Old Testament. I mean, New Testament, he says, he says this, he says, you obey me, you return to me. What does return to God mean? It means to, to align yourself with his commandments, his way, his righteousness. You have to agree with God. If you don't, you're choosing for yourself curses. He doesn't put them on you. You put them on you. Because he made a way that the curse and death doesn't affect you. Because no matter whether you're in captivity, no matter what the world does, you still live in blessing. Joseph lived in blessing as a slave. It says about Joseph that the Spirit of the Lord was on him and he was successful in everything he did. He was in prison. Paul wrote, wrote in the New Testament, we just you just talked about it. He wrote in, the, in, in, in prison, I'm going to bear the fruit of the kingdom if I live. If I live. God is saying, return to me. What does that mean? Quit doing things your way. Quit choosing the curse. Walk in the blessing. How do you do that? Obedience. You do that with obedience. You do that with understanding the true nature of God. You, you get away and you do away with all these easy listen. This is what the Lord is doing, I'm telling you, in the church. All these easy listening gospel messages are going to be crushed. And there's going to be a standard of holiness for the church that he's going to demand so that he can bring revival to the world. 
And there's going to be a marked difference between the church and the world. We're going to quit marketing the gospel, and we're going to start being the gospel. We're going to be transformed into the image of God because we've chosen the blessing. We've chosen to align ourselves with him. Got your Bibles open to Matthew chapter 6. Say praise the Lord to start the sermon. I'm going to read Matthew 6, 25, and, and then we'll go through Matthew 7, 5. And I just really feel like the Lord is, is calling us to this. Now, <clears throat> the reason that, you, that you, you need to go back and read this. Listen, we're getting, we, we, I, I'm telling you right now, I've shifted. Something shifted in me. This is, we, we, on Sunday morning, we're going to have prayer meeting. We're not going to have an entertainment session. <laughs> We're going to have prayer meeting. We're going to hear God. If you hadn't heard the Lord speaking through this music right here, you, you, you need to ask him to unclog your ears. Because he shouted this morning. He has shouted. He has used the spirit of prophecy on multiple occasions. Here is the word of the Lord in song. He's done it. He's done it over and over and over. When you start reading this and when you read this, you need to go home. You need to commit to the way of God. In other words, you got to quit thinking that you're going to receive the blessing of God if you're not willing to dig and understand and know your God and agree with him. You cannot any longer think that you're going to reap kingdom and not align yourself with the way. That you, don't, that you are going to know God and his resurrection power in your life. You've got to commit yourself to the process. There's no longer a dependence on Pastor Alex. There's no longer a dependence on Brandon or small groups or, or children's ministry. The, 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 the responsibility is yours and yours alone. To do what? Return to God. Quit doing things your own way. Recognize the fact that the reason you're in the condition you're in are the choices you've made. You've got to come to a place where you realize, I'm, I'm, I'm in this place because of me. I'm here because I put myself here. <clears throat> So when you're reading this and you go back and you look at what Jesus is writing, you have to understand, I really want you to get a hold of this idea, and that is, this is the Word of God. Say that with me. This is the Word of God. If you believe it, say it with me. This is the Word of God. It's in red. Now let me just say, when Paul penned it, when Matthew penned it, when Luke penned it, or whatever scribe did, it wasn't in red. We put it in red. Right? We put it in red so we would know what Jesus said. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the Word become flesh. 
This is the message of the Almighty God, the creator of the universe, to you and to me. You can bank on it. You can count on it. You can order your life by it. And if you don't, the curse is coming. You choose. You choose. The Lord is shouting, return to me. Return to me. Return to my way. Hear my words. Do it. And the blessing will come. I don't care what's going on in your world. I don't care what's going on politically. I don't care what's going on in your finances. I don't care any of those things. Come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and he will add it to me. Are you impatient for the adding? Have you been so impatient for the adding that you took things into your own hands? That you just started grabbing because you wanted the adding? I want the adding. I don't like it here. I want the attic. And then you find yourself in a place that you wish you'd never been. And you go, Lord, why am I here? Why are you doing this to me? Why did you allow this to happen? And here's something I... I want you to get a hold of in Deuteronomy. Again, 28, 29, 30. Go read it. It's amazing. It's the gospel. It's the gospel. This is what he said. He says, you walk, if you'll make sure that you do all that I say, all the commandments, you keep them, here's the blessing. Where do you read the blessing? The blessing is amazing. But if you don't keep it, here's the curse. And the curse is Every one of the blessings inverted. It's every one of the blessings inverted. Boop! He just flips them. Says, if you, if you do what I say, this is what you're going to reap. This is the fruit. If you don't, this is the fruit, and it's inverted. And this is what he says. He says that the curse is a sign and wonder to you. He is going to reestablish what signs and wonders really are in your life. How can the curse be a sign and wonder? He said, I'm allowing this to happen to you because my eye is on you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. My eye is on you. I'm going to go after the one. And so it's a sign and wonder to you so that you can actually have revelation that you're the cause of your condition. And if you'll return to me, right back to blessing. If you'll come back to me, blessing. How many need to come back to God?
and the blessing. I do. I do. The church does. If you'll draw near to me, I'll draw near. Return to me, church. Because I want to bless you. I didn't put the curse on you. You did. The curse is here. The curse is here. Don't walk in it. Stop walking in it. Walk in blessing in the middle of the curse. How do you do that? Keep my commandments. Don't swerve to the left or to the right. Some of us just got off track just a little bit. Uh, many years ago. Then we just started walking. And then we found ourselves in a place that was way away from where we intended to be. And the message of God is there's blessing for you. You haven't suspended the blessing. How do you move from experiencing the fruit of the curse to the blessing? Return to me. How do you return to God? Do what he says. It's that easy and that hard. Because we want what we want when we want it. So my first point, <laughs> that's funny right there, I'm telling you. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, go, go to Matthew chapter 6. I promise I'm going to finish on time. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore, so you've got to know everything he's talking about because he says therefore, right? So you've got to find out what the therefore is there for, correct? So he said all this stuff, and he's about to give you more stuff. Right? So therefore, Jesus is talking. Do you think he might be talking to you? I say to you, do not worry. Now let me just say to you that if you do worry, you're disobeying God. Are we tracking? When you disobey God, what do you bring upon yourself? Make sense? And he said, quit worrying. Worrying, worrying, he says, is an absence of faith. That's what he says. That's not what I say, I, although I'm about to say it. And I'm saying it because I'm copying him. Right? This is what he says. I say to you, do not worry about your life. About what? <laughs> what you'll eat, what you'll drink, 
about your body, what you'll put on. It's not more than food and the body, more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. They don't do nothing. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more of more value than they? Now listen to me. Listen to me. You really need to get a hold of this. If you worry, what you're saying about yourself is I'm not valuable to God. You're saying... I I don't have the same value for myself as God has for me because I don't believe or trust that he's going to care for me. We're saying I might need to do something here. I might need to grab this thing, take control of this thing, Because God doesn't value me enough to care for me. Aren't you more valuable than them? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to a stature? A cubit is 18 inches. How many of you... (laughs) By, this, is a, this is a great thought. Think, this is Jesus saying this. How many of you can grow 18 inches by worrying? <laughs> Short people, he's talking to you. <laughs> How many of you could change your height by worrying? In other words, what's he saying with that? You can't change anything else by worrying either. He compares this to you growing 18 inches, worrying allowing you to grow 18 inches. He says worry has no ability to do anything else any more than it has the ability for you to grow 18 inches. It has no power to bring blessing. Yes? Y'all track it with me? Jesus! Is saying this. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith. So you can tie worry and an absence of faith together. And it's a faith that says, I know I'm valued by God. Faith says, I know I'm valuable to God. It's that belief. God loves me. He cares for me more than he cares for anything else. If I, being evil, know how to give good gifts to my children, how much more will God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? 
how much more we, he indwell us because of his great love for us. Now, if God does all that, it's our faith that's been challenged. Therefore, <laughs> do not worry. Somebody say that out loud. Therefore, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. He knows it. He knows where you are. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. He knows what you need before you ask him. Now the question is, are you going to come return to him? Are you going to align yourself with him? Are you going to believe him that the promises and the covenant and the blessing are yours? Even in the midst of COVID, even in the midst of prison, even in the midst of the, of the most, uh, of Cory Ten Boom in a, in a Jewish prison camp, naked, the blessing of the Lord was upon her. Why? Because she would not be removed from the commandments of God and from the ways of God. And she never lost her faith, even in, in the midst of the most critical, controversial, hard times. The Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I don't care what you do. God is able to deliver me from your hand, O king. But if he doesn't, I will not bow to any other way of thinking. Jesus says, the first thing you need to do, instead of worry, there's a but. You really circle the but. God's in the buts. But God. Right? Don't worry. But. Here's your action step. Seek first the kingdom of God and his right way of doing, his right way of thinking. Seek ye first the righteousness of God the attitude of God, the doings of God, and he will add all these things to you. Quit grabbing and allow God to add. Quit being impatient. Wonder, wonder if it's not even your lifetime that the promise manifests. I love that. Might be your children. Might be your grandchildren. Will you serve God so your grandchildren can receive the blessing? Will you? Will you serve the Lord now so your grandchildren can receive the blessing? Or do you have to have it? You're going to grab it. Or are you going to let God do what he does in the midst of tough times and bless you in the midst of hard times and actually pour out on your grandchildren in a way that was made 
able because of your obedience in the midst of difficult times. It's a hard decision, but God is calling the church, church to return to him. And it's not manby-pamby church. It's not Marketing USA 2020 church. It's a church that is purified, that is seeking the Lord with all their heart, that their intent is to obey the commandments of God. Let me keep going because I, I got something I want to bring out. So the first thing we've got to do is we've got to not worry, and then we've got to trust him. We've got to believe. We've we got to just believe. We've got to trust in his goodness. We've got to trust that, that, that long enough and, and, and without taking it, trying to grab what's not God, outside of God's time, and he's more concerned that you trust and believe him than he is about your comfort. He's not, he's not concerned whether you're comfortable. He's concerned whether in your discomfort will you believe. In your discomfort will you trust. In your discomfort will you choose kingdom. And he will test you. And you have to pass by saying, not my will. But your will be done. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. See, there's another lie of the 2020 gospel. You come to Jesus, there's no trouble. There's trouble. There's so much trouble that you need to quit worrying about the trouble to come because there's enough trouble today. Isn't that right? What's the Lord saying? Trust me. Believe in me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He who comes to me will never lack. Never lack. He who does things his own way will find himself in the middle of lack. And that lack is a sign and a wonder. To give you opportunity to return to the blessing. Sufficient for the day is his own trouble. Judge not that you not be judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at a speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye? Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your eye, own eye, 
and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. The reason I went down to that particular one, first of all, I've gotten a word lately about that, but here's what I want you to hear. And I think it's incredibly important for where we're at and the condition of the church. So oftentimes we ask the question of God, why am I here? Why am I here, God? Why are you letting this happen? Why, 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 why? And he's saying to the church, because with the same measure you've judged in the past, I'm measuring it back to you. We're reaping what we've sown. And we're wondering what's going on. And God says, that trouble, that revelation, that what you're going through now is because it was the measure you used 20 years ago? That's a sign and a wonder. Why? Because I can, I can take that hard ground. I can plow it up. I can make it soil that can actually produce kingdom. I can plant something in it that is fertile and, grow, and pure and holy. And I can start revivals with it. But unless you don't, if you don't want to see that that's a sign and a wonder, if you want to blame me, if you want to feel sorry for yourself and not take ownership of your own mistakes and your own way of thinking that was contrary to the ways of God in the past, then you never have the ability to produce what he wants you to produce in the future. It's a sign and a wonder to you. Why? So you can return to God. Break up the hard ground. Break up the hard ground. Make it available for the the seed of the word of God so that that word can do what it was intended to do when the Lord sent it. He's purifying the church. And that's you. And that's me. Come. All who are heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. Amen. Let's stand. Thanks for joining us today for our podcast. Eastside Church exists to help people encounter Jesus, be equipped to grow and engage their community. For more information, please go to our website at eastsidechurch.co.